This is Jimmy and Annette, and we are excited to be here. Welcome to Living Up in a Down World. We also have Mr. Chevy with us, oh. doing what he always does. What did he do? He just did he, heard his name. He actually moved. He moved. <laughs> he doesn't he's move very much. He's been waiting for a while. We've been preparing for a little while, so I know. he's been sitting here waiting. He got excited when I got the chair out. I know. He has this thing. For those of you, first of all, welcome to episode number 39 to Living Up in a Down World. We're thrilled that you're here with us today. And uh, if you've ever been with us before, we, we talk about Mr. Chevy typically at the beginning of the show. He, our little poodle. Our little. Now, he's a Bichon. Bichon, uh, no. Uh, Havishon. Havishon. Havanese Bichon for say mix. <laughs> poodle mix. He's a poodle. You know, it's just a poodle. He's a poos, a foo foo. He's, he's a he foo foo dog. He knows we're talking about him. He is. He's moving around. Hey, Mr. Chevy, up from your nap? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is our new time to record. We normally record on Mondays, but that is also our day that we take as our Sabbath. That's our rest day because our weekends are pretty heavy for us and Sundays. So, we last week we decided let's move it to Tuesday because we only have half as busy a day on Tuesday. We start with a full staff meeting, and then and I had an, it a, was a day an event yeah. at four o'clock, and so now we are. So it is seven thirty-seven, seven forty. I mean, yeah. our bedtime. We have yeah. to quit at eight because it's our bedtime. That's our bedtime. <laughs> I told Tina yesterday when we we went to see the blind, and while we oh, were in the car, I said. Yeah, about eight o'clock, I start winding down. She's like, "So you're in bed at eight? I said, "Well." Ish. In bed around nine-ish, but, you know, <laughs> sometimes I stay up till about 10, but I'm in bed. But we start thinking about it at eight. Who does that? We're old. Old people. Old people. <laughs> I told myself I was never going to become that kind of person. I would say, well, well, we're not old because we get up at five. Wait, that's what old people do. <laughs> okay, never mind. We are. Yeah, we are. Oh, well. Yeah. Hey, we have a, we have a big day tomorrow, a celebration day. 100 days. Oh, gosh. You're looking at me like, did I forget something? What is going on? You didn't get me a card? You're funny. Yeah. 100 days of... 100 days on Ketovore. Ketovore. So the way that fleshes out, we're like day 77 or 8 of full-on carnivore. And then Ketovore is when you're you're doing some vegetables and stuff, but but meat heavy. And so... um, so yeah, tomorrow's a hundred days. One hundred days, and it's been remarkable. We won't go into a lot of details on it, other than wow. And I am looking at doing this YouTube channel. It's really percolating in me. I've been able to meet a couple of guys, Adam and Sean, who are, who are, have carnivore channels, and these guys are big in that culture. And so I've been connecting with them. I'll share some things they wrote later to us. They've been listening to our podcast. Which That's is awesome. really cool. Because we've been listening to their podcast. Exactly, which is theirs is video, so it's like on a YouTube channel, so it's not tech, technically a podcast. But but yeah, we've been watching them and uh, learning and growing from their experiences. They have great, great experiences. So anyway, we're feeling pretty good, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. After the weekend we had, because we had our annual board meeting, and I told the church this on Sunday. I said, it's funny how people say, I'll say, oh, yeah, our board of directors is coming in in town. They give me that sad look like... Oh, I'm so sorry. I'll pray for you. And I'm like, no, no, no. You don't understand. We love, this is one of our favorite weekends of the year 
when our board of directors comes and spends the weekend with us. Most people just think meetings sound boring to begin with, but our meetings aren't. I mean, they're very productive, but yeah. I, I think because we have so many exciting things going on at the church. Right. And uh, it's it's growing, and there's a lot of excitement. So for those who may be listening for the first time, tell a little bit about our church. Well, our church is Bridge Church, Fredericksburg. We uh, It's a church plant in Texas. Uh, it's a church plant from Oak Hills Church in San Antonio, and we, we planted Bridge Church four and a half years ago. And uh, it's been uh, one of the most amazing church experiences we've ever had we've we've planted churches in the past Mm -hmm. this is our last one right lord (laughs) we're not going anywhere we're home we're rooted it's it's um but this four years has been a wild ride i mean we started in in 2019 september of 2019 six months later covid hit yeah what a way to Um, kick off a church but it really you know it wasn't bad, was it, it for w- us? The reason why it wasn't so bad is because when we planted it, it took us, we had almost a two-year transition, of, and it was so much work driving back and forth to San Antonio consistently, several days a week, all the legal documents, everything that we had to do to, to separate ourselves from Oak Hills. And then we then it happens, it's not, but nothing, there's no change because it's not like we changed gears in any way. I mean, it's just a, it's the same church. It's just a different name, same leadership because we've mm-hmm. been there for We'd many years. We'd already been there for years. But, the, but when COVID hit, it literally gave us a chance to rest. Yes. I think it was, it was, I know this sounds weird, but it was really a gift to us to yes. have the opportunity to be at home, even though we had, because we had to be at home, but to just rest because we were so exhausted we were from the transition, and uh, and we were able to really plan for the upcoming years, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been it's been a wonderful. This has been yeah. the best um, church plant we've ever been a part of. We've been in. We've had solid growth. We've had ongoing, <clears throat> amazing miracles and things that God's doing in our midst and given us influence in our community and. Um, it has been a wild and glorious ride, and I feel like we're just getting started yes. in many ways. Not without its challenges. Oh, that's any church anywhere. Any, it's any organization. Anywhere, in your family. Anywhere, anywhere there's people, yes. there's going to be challenges, and so there's always going to be that. That's, yes. Read the Bible. There were challenges. <laughs> Most of the letters that Paul wrote, except for one, were all correcting and helping exactly. churches that were in crisis. And so that's that's normal, and that's part of how God uses the church body to shape us Mm -hmm. and teach us and train us. (laughs) It's just part of it. And so you take the bad with the good and the good way, way, way outweighs the bad. And so you just run and gun and stay the course and be faithful. And then you say, God, what's next? And then you do the next right thing, the next thing he tells you to do. So we've been here now almost eight years, Mm -hmm. coming up on eight years in January. January. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's neat. That's a... We're getting close to a decade here. I know. Oh, I'm loving it. I'm so happy to be here. So that's what we do. Uh, that's we're spending our life for this, and we. Decided, so our board members. Yeah. 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 So thank you. When we have an opportunity to have our annual meeting, which we talk with them throughout the year, because we a lot of times we have to do things through email or Zoom or whatever because of um, geographic reasons. 
it's when we do have our meeting, it's just so it's so it's just fun. It I, is. I mean, who says you have a meeting that's fun? We do. We have. We do. We, in fact, uh, Pastor Rich wrote uh, me today, and and you. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, I didn't. Well, he. I sent um, a report to him that I send to mm. our board and elders oh. every week. And he said that this was just like his second home. He loves oh. being here and he loves us. And oh, that just, man. you know, that just says a lot that about our amazing. relationship with our elders and our board. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. that's just, it's beautiful. It's, he is it's very family. Meaningful. He, he is, is family. family. And so we, we had that great weekend with them. But it is tiring because, you know, you're with people Friday night, Saturday, Saturday <laughs> night doing two services. I played guitar in both services and preached. So I did double And you duty. weren't tired after church. No, no. I was shocked. Hey, it's 100 carnivore, days of carnivore. I'm carnivore. telling you, it's working. Yes. More energy than I've ever had in my life. Yes. And so, and that's where I can really tell is when I've got long fatigue-oriented things and now I'm not fatigued anymore. Yes. Now at 8 o'clock at night, I'm ready to go to bed. Right. But all but day you're long, raring to go full first energy. thing in the oh, morning. Oh, yeah. Wake up ready to rock. And yes. So lock and load. But we had a great evening last night. Um, we went to see the movie The Blind. If you haven't seen that movie, go see it. And who did we go with? We went with, of course, the Currys, Tina and Adam Curry. <laughs> and that was that was so much fun. And it was. It's, it's, it's hilarious because I remember the first time we asked them to go to a movie, and it was a Christian movie. And Adam made the comment to me. He said, I don't go to movies. Yeah. I just... Because he'd rather be, you know, in the comfort of his own home, which who wouldn't? Right. And um, he said, so this is this is kind of a feat for me to go with the auto movie. Well, now we've gone to like five we've movies. We've gone to a bunch of movies. Like we we drag him along do. every time. And, um, but it's it's been fun. We and, have a wonderful time. And we want to support the, you know, Christ, good Christian yeah. um, producers and directors that are bringing these movies that are, you know, meaningful and aren't f- full of filth and trash. And so it's really been wonderful to go see these movies with them. And um, and this is all new for them. Yeah. And this movie in particular, The Blind, is about the Duck Dynasty dynasty. It's, you Mm -hmm. know, they had the show that was such a hit, big viral show about the Robertson family. And it started with Phil Robertson, who developed these duck calls that were unique and different. And they just took off. Which I didn't know because I never watched Duck Dynasty, but I followed Mm -hmm. them as they have been speaking in churches and so forth. But I didn't know the, I don't even know the premise of the movie. It's good to know. I mean, mean, of the... TV I mean, they're shows. rock stars in the hunting world, you know, and Apparently all that. Apparently so. They are. They're a big deal. But he had to go through a lot of adversity, a horrible childhood. Won't give away the movie. You need to go see that to their, support. It's, their, it's his true it's life his story. true life story. And at the end, he's he's sharing a message from his heart of why they did it and mm-hmm. his why, yes. his big why. Yes. And so go see The Blind and to do it, not only to see a good movie, because you can always wait and watch it later on TV, but at home. But we're intentionally going to support good, wholesome, life-giving Christian Because they'll movies. make more movies. The more exactly. we see them and, yeah. and they see that there is an audience for yeah, these movies, it. they'll make more. Support them. And that's why we're going to do a YouTube channel. We want to support the Carnivore, the Beef Initiative. I mean, support farmers. I mean, 
there are things we can do to help other people. Yes. And so maybe going to a movie, it sounds fun. I'm just going to a movie. It's a big deal. And mm-hmm. then uh, doing our own YouTube channel in, in terms of our wholeness, wealth, uh, wealth, wellness is what I mean, wholeness yes. and wellness uh, in our health journey. That's, again, to support others on their journey and help, help them. them. And then this podcast is about helping people live up in a down wow. world. Wow. Sounds like that's all we want to do in life. Is help people. Oh, and hmm. we pastor a church. Isn't that <laughs> what church. we're called to do as yes. human beings? That's to, why to spend we're our here. Lives. Yeah. <laughs> we're supposed to be helping yeah. people. To spend our lives mm-hmm. for the good of others. And if you've got good news, why wouldn't you want to share it? Oh, my goodness. Don't we, though? Yes. We have so much good Absolutely. news. Our buckets aren't leaking they're bursting. Yes, they and are. And so it's joyful. So thank you for being with us today. We have had a barrage of wonderful notes and emails, letters, oh reviews. My goodness. It's Which been we'll a talk great about week, and I'll share show, later. But, but man, it's I just been can't. Amazing. Before I even we even get there, I just want to say thanks to everyone who has taken a moment to write in to boost us or to send a boostagram to do a review on our website, livingupinadownworld.com. You have no idea how much that means to us. It's such an encouragement, and it just lets us know you're there, and we are, we are here for you. Yes. And uh, if I haven't written you back, I, I'm getting to as many, to emails as soon as I possibly can. It's just with our board in town, we've had a busy, 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 busy few days. But um, so you asked me, what do you want to talk about tonight? I know we did, and you said, what is on your heart? There it and is. The number one thing that's been on my heart for the last few days is Israel. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I have literally wept over this. I've cried over this. Yes. Two eye cry. Yeah. I mean, just sitting here early in the morning before you were up. I get up very early and spend time. I I was up. I was just laying in bed. Okay. Yeah. Always pray. And then I do a devotional or write a devotional. I write a devotional every day and uh, just getting overwhelmed you know, mm-hmm. at what's happened. What is it that has so hit your heart about this? Well, when you hear just the heinous acts that are happening, yeah. like you, you told me that you heard that they're even going in, you know, they're kidnapping women and children, but they're also decapitating heads. If if this is all, yeah. you know, yeah, we don't know what's all yeah. true, but, right. um, but we have seen people are, are, in the streets excited about this violence it's like it's we're they're animals bending. it's mind it's bending. so evil yeah and uh and of course you know i was listening to um pastor steve Berger mm-hmm. from yeah. um nashville. nashville and he was talking about why should we support israel mm-hmm. and i love what he said yeah this is really good and he he said um we should support Israel because Israel gave us the scriptures. There you go. Israel gave us the scriptures. I mean, think about it. I know. Everything started. Everything I'm basing my whole adult life on. Yes. It was was a was given to us by through the Israelites. Through the Israelites. Yeah. Number two, Israel gave us our Messiah, Jesus. Man, right Jesus there. Jesus was that, a that's, Jew. That's enough reason and, right and, there. And I love what he said. If 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 we love Jesus, we have to love Jews. If we love Absolutely. Jews, we have to love Jesus. Yeah. And to me, you know, I was telling you earlier, 
I'm always drawn to Holocaust mm-hmm. movies you or are. documentaries. I and love, we watch a lot of them. And we've been to the Holocaust and Museum. And we cry every time Israel. we watch one. We went to the one in Israel mm-hmm. and the one in Washington, D.C. And I've been to the one in Dallas. And you've been to the one in Dallas with Faith. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I'm, it's, it's dark when you walk into the... I it's remember heavy. the first time we went to the one in Washington. Yeah, you feel the weight. You feel the darkness. But it's... Those people are my people. Exactly, they're my people. Well, they are just by part, by, just because they're part of the human race. Exactly. And when another human being, yes, a soul for whom Christ died, mm-hmm. is decimated, murdered, raped, all the terrible things that we're now seeing in this these attacks, but also what's happened over over the years. Yes, it it should break our hearts. It should. We should weep over it. Yes. The, the typical reaction is anger mm-hmm. and rage, and yes. that's exactly what terrorism, that's mm-hmm. one of their objectives. Mm-hmm. They can get uh, they get the world to rage and to spin up, then no one thinks anymore. We don't operate out of wisdom. Right. We operate out of emotions, and that's right. a dangerous place to live. It is. And it we, is. We do things we regret. What, what's the third one? The third one is um, Israel gave us instructions on how to live a blessed life. That's right. If the you covenant. Look at, Genesis 12, 3, yeah. which I love. Steve Berger said, Genesis, look at, it's a 1, 2, 3. Genesis 12, 3, mm-hmm. which I love. Mm-hmm. And uh, read what that says. Do you have well, that? I don't, but it's the covenant. I can quote, okay. uh, I can yeah. paraphrase that. It's the covenant that God gave to Abraham. So through Abraham, yes. through the Jewish people, he gave a, a covenant. He said that'll be an everlasting covenant. In yeah. other words, some covenants have an ending. This one doesn't. And we're grafted into the fine, according to Romans 10. Yes. So we're a part of that now. We're, we're, we're an afterthought, but we are a part. And mm-hmm. we're in now that we're under As that. Christians, yes. We're under that covenant. And it literally says this, that in you, he says, through you, you all the families in the earth shall be blessed, blessed and you shall be a blessing. Yes. In other words, another way to say it is, is we are blessed, blessed in order to be a blessing. Mm-hmm. And so they gave us the instructions through the, the, the Jewish people on how to live a truly blessed life. Mm-hmm. And so gave us the scriptures, gave us our Messiah, Jesus, and how to live a blessed life. And there's many more, but those are three that are mm-hmm. just really in our heart and reasons why we should honor and turn right around and bless Israel. That's right. I've prayed so much for them, and I'm praying in the spirit of Psalms 122, mm-hmm. verses 6, 7, and 8. Listen to this. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls. Prosperity within your palaces. For the sake of my brethren and companions, I will now say, peace be with you. Anywhere you see peace in the Old Testament, it's the word shalom. Mm-hmm. And it means nothing missing, nothing broken, broken, whole or integrated. In other words, it's whole and good mm-hmm. and wholesome. And it's good. And that's that's what we're praying for the peace of Jerusalem, the yes. peace of Israel yes. for the nation. Yeah. So it's heavier on our heart. And what it has also done, it's so interesting enough. Timing is interesting because even before all this happened, God has already been doing a work through you and me. And in you and me, it really started back in February. We started on what would be similar to an elimination diet when you came back from Pink Impact and you said, I'm ready to get rid of TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the Lord has been speaking that to me. And I said, let's turn it. I'm good. Let's do it. Right. I had no problem with that. And it wasn't all TV. It was just 
Well, I know it's, yeah. Cable, the TV shows. Mainstream that TV. Yeah, yeah, mainstream. The junk. Yeah. Let's see. And so we got rid of it, and, and that was our first step in kind of an elimination. And, yes. and now we've been through what an elimination diet is. You start eliminating foods, and then you figure out which ones were causing, you know, allergic reactions or causing problems with your body. Inflammation, whatever. But we're doing this in life. Right. God has us. We we're are doing, doing it we're in doing, food too. We're doing that as well as since we're doing the carnivore diet. But we're doing it in life too. And God has been just slowly, one by one, removing things from us and showing us things that are not really adding value. Right. They're not they're not helping us. Right. And um, so so it's been really a season of simplifying and eliminating and concentrating. Do you agree with that? Mm-hmm, totally. So I think what's happened is, and so in the context of that, we enter into a sabbatical. God begins to speak to me about revival and spiritual awakening, which has always been hot on my heart for years. But for some reason, coming through and out of the, the sabbatical by eliminating other things and little micro habits and things and, and establishing sound practices in our daily rhythms, it's like God has infused us with a passion for spiritual awakening and revival. And prayer. And prayer. And prayer is, a, of course, prayer is an integral part it, of that. It is. So what have we got going this so Sunday night? So on Sunday night, we are having a prayer night. It's our first one that we've ever called the church to. Not that we don't pray. We pray right. all the time. But we made the decision that we needed to call our people, or and the people of Fredericksburg, we're, this is not limited to Bridge Church, obviously, but anyone who wants to come, we're having a prayer mm-hmm. and worship night with the emphasis on prayer, with just infusing a little bit of worship in there. Because um, to me, you can't work when you're when you're putting God right there, number one, and He is your soul. Um, what's the word that I'm trying to think? He's, he's the one that it, you're, you're pointing everything to that person. Right. You can't help but praise him yeah. and worship him, you yeah. know? So, it, so to me, prayer and worship is synonymous with each other. But, um, so I, I'm really excited because we're, we, we're calling the church to this. Most of the time when people have prayer meetings, you have a handful of people show up. Yeah. Um, I'm hearing, smatterings of a lot of people coming. I, I went to an event tonight and every one of the uh, women that were in this event said, Oh, we can't wait. We're right. coming. I'm excited about that. I had a dream about that last night mm-hmm. and I woke up and I remember, and I don't remember my dreams. I'm like you, right? but they this one I remember and it was, um, we had walked in the church and it was like a choir risers, you know, where you have a choir on a riser. And it was the church there for prayer, and they were on these risers. And, of course, that's not the way we're going to have prayer. But it was just, it was packed. I mean, we walked in, and we're just like, wow, that's what I want to see. Now, God will bring who who he wants to there. We aren't having child care, so that that is a challenge for for any family that has small children. But I really foresee this being the beginning of... Yeah. of an awakening Same. that's going to take place in this town. I really yeah. do believe that. Yeah. I did a study, an extended study years ago in a sermon series on classic um, historical revivals. Right. Uh, Azusa Street, obviously, the Great Awakenings um, with William Seymour. Um, 
Evan Roberts and the Welsh revivals. I, I went through several of these revivals, and the one common denominator between them all is that what preceded revival and the outpouring of God's Spirit upon a people and spiritual awakening was not only turmoil, turmoil and tumult and disruption and chaos in the economy and in the political scene. Oh, sounds like what's happening what right I'm now. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm reading the signs. Yeah. And but all of that preceded the revival. But then all of them also had this in common: is that people begin to cry out to God. They begin to organize prayer meetings and cry out to God. And really, in the spirit of Second Chronicles seven fourteen, yes. I want to read this. Oh, my favorite. I'm going to start in verse. verse twelve. So I want you to listen to this. And by the way, we are going to have this online, so it's going to be live. It'll be a live stream, and you can find us on Facebook at our Bridge. Church Fredericksburg page. You can just type in the search feature Bridge Church Fredericksburg and pull it up. So it'll be live there at 6 p.m. on the 15th. Boy, we'd love for you to join us That's live. That's what I'm saying. Can I'm you inviting everybody listening having to, people to join come on us live. And we have a chat box, yeah. by the way, on Facebook. So you can actually interact with my daughter, Faith. She always mans the computer and loves to chat back and forth. And so it's interactive in nature. So you can join us. You can watch. You can participate at home to pray for your region, where you live. Where you're, I know we have a lot of people listen uh, to our podcast from other nations. And we're so thankful for that. We have friends in Amsterdam. So it'll be 6 o'clock Central Japan. Time. Yes, so it'll be Central Standard Time yes. on the map. I don't know what that would be for you. You'll have to check that out. But you can also watch it later. But mm-hmm. I, if you could watch it live, I think it would be really powerful. And um, so you can engage that way. You can also watch on our website at bridgefbg.com. Mm-hmm. Bridgefbg. And we don't know what it's going to look like. Well, yeah. I'm because the, we're yeah. really going to... Allow the we're going to go Spirit with it. To... We're going to let the Holy Spirit lead. Yes. Uh, but it will be extended times of praying, and, and I'll have some specific themes, which I'm doing tomorrow, working on. So I'm really, really excited about this. So I want to read this out of Second Chronicles because this really captures the essence and the spirit of revival. Second Chronicles 7.12, it happened... Uh, during the dedication of the temple that Solomon built. And it was a glorious temple, uh, like one of the big wonders of the world in its time. And then it says this, Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up heaven and there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people, And here's the key verse, if, and that's a big word right Mm -hmm. there, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Mm -hmm. And then he says this, now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. For now I have chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. Wow. Now he's talking about the temple that was dedicated. Now here's the interesting thing in the New Testament. So yes. where's the temple yeah. now? We are the temple of the Holy Spirit now. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. We are now that temple. Yes. And I believe the principle holds mm-hmm. that even, even in the physical temple, he was talking about, People who are called by his name, humble themselves, that's number one, pray, 
Number two, seek his face. Number three, turn from their wicked ways. That's repentance. Number four, he says, then, Mm -hmm. if you do this, then Then. I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and heal their land. Our First of all, we need God to hear from heaven. Mm -hmm. And that means we need to cry out to him in the spirit of this. And we need to humble ourselves. We need to to pray, seek his face, and repent. And he will hear. The second thing he'll do, he will forgive our sin. The third thing he will do is he will heal our land. The very most important thing here is repentance. Mm Mm-hmm which means we need to change the way we think. Yes. We need to start thinking the way God thinks. And that means we need to start getting rid of things in our life that are idols, that have become idols, so that we, we put God up on a shelf yeah. and forget about him until yeah. Sunday morning. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, time. I know exactly this is, what you're that's saying. That's why God really, really convicted me for so long about TV because it had become an idol right. for me. And not that it is for everyone, but no, for but you. for me it was. So he spoke to you about that thing Exactly, and said you're, you're, you're wasting a lot of time on TV that doesn't matter, that's mm-hmm. actually bringing fear into your life because of right. the things that I, I enjoyed watching, which is just mind-boggling to me now. Um, for so many years, and it it produced fear, Excuse me. which I, you know, I I don't want to walk. Who who wants to be fearful all the time? As so a child, I wanted it. to be in fear, which is weird. I wanted to watch crazy, scary movies. Well, I don't now. I I don't need to to have that in my life. I need the peace of God that surpasses all understanding to guard my heart and my mind. So he loves you so much that he came to you and said, I want you to lay this down. Lay this down. I want you to. And it took me a year to do it. <laughs> Which I didn't have any idea no, that was going No, because on. if I told you. And then I would have said. You would have I would have made said, me accountable. Okay, today. Yeah, let's do it. You would have. Yeah. I wasn't a huge TV fan. Right. I mean, I did it, but. But that was the beginning yeah. of the purity God was yes. calling us yes. to walk in. Yes. And it and it and it it just continued. I mean, it was like a domino effect, mm-hmm. and we continued to look at every area of our life. Yeah. Then it morphed over into our physical bodies it, of yes. saying, "Okay, what 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 are we ingesting into mm-hmm. our body that is not serving us well? That's not right. adding any value to your right. life. In fact, it's detrimental." Right. And of course, that was that didn't take long to figure out as right. God began to show and us. If, and, and for everybody, it's different. Right. But for some, it may be that you know, there's. A lot of people out there that have type 2 diabetes, mm-hmm. they're taking insulin, but they're continuing to eat the way they used to. Yep. That is something they should bring to the Lord Yep. and say, Lord, is this good for me? And let him tell you, <laughs> because those are things that yes. we need to, I mean, that's, to me, that's, um, that's not taking care of your body. Exactly. And if we're, you know, if our, our body is the, the temple. temple then we need to take, take care, care of it. Take care of God's temple, God's yes. house, God's dwelling place. And we increased our exercise routine. Yes. And We've done uh, a lot of things and yeah, changing our lifestyle. We've changed a whole lot. And we used to enjoy wine pretty often. I mean, it became, a, I mean, we live in a town, we live in wine, wine country. country. So it's real easy to kind of fall in and mm-hmm. enjoy wine. And I remember us on occasion would say, is this too much? Right. Should we? And we, oh no, this is great. It's, it's Fredericksburg. And, but the Lord really spoke to us both and said, I want you to 
And I want you to take a step back. Yeah. It wasn't like a like it's a bad thing. I mean, my right. goodness, it's biblical. But and, and but for us in what our goals were occasionally is fun. Right. But it's very little. Though. Very little very right little. now. Yeah. So yeah. Because it's just it's it's inhibits what we're trying to do. Yeah. It it really does. Yeah. Affect and again, everything. that's not calling people out because you've got to do what the Lord speaks to yes. you. We're just saying what God spoke to us, not what He's speaking to everything, right. everybody. And so, on the heels of all of that, as as you can imagine, then this Israel thing happens, and it's like, okay, for such a time as this, do we needed revival before? But even now, now. I see the pain on people's faces, and yes. I see it in their posts on social media. I hear it in their hearts in conversation. People are distraught and they're fearful, uh, which is what terrorism's objective is. That's the devil doing his work, the devil incarnate. And the timing of our fear. prayer night being this week on the yes. heels of this I know. war is just... It um, really is. It's such a God thing. And, and that was um, reiterated to yeah. me this, this evening with these women that were yeah. saying... God just knew the timing. Yeah, He and did. We chose the right time. Yeah. So. Well, to to our friends here, you who are listening, we want to invite you into this prayer circle. Mm-hmm. We want to invite you to come before the Lord. If you don't know what to pray, I want to help you with that. Go to Matthew, the book of Matthew. It's the first book of the New Testament. And go to chapter six. Matthew chapter 6 is where you will find what's called the Lord's Prayer. And you can literally read that prayer sentence by sentence. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. That's in Matthew chapter 6, and you can literally pray through that can prayer. You, I, I really loved um, you breaking down, deliver us from evil, um, or, or oh. uh, lead us not to temptation. Okay, yeah. Can you break that down? Because you, you broke Certainly. it down Sunday, Certainly. and I think that was an aha moment for most yeah. people. Just break that down, because people, it in the let me just say this. In the word, it says God tempts no one. So that doesn't make sense. So make yeah. make that make sense. So so that line, um, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, almost sounds rhetorically like he might lead us into temptation. Exactly. But all that is is a Hebrew. Uh, it's a Hebrew prayer form. You see it all throughout. Um, you'll see it in the Psalms, especially, where it'll say, uh, Lord, do not do this. Uh, he'll say, Lord, do not do not um do not allow my enemy to overtake me you know do not lead it's and then it'll say you know you will give me victory over my enemy so it's it's a do not like a negative and then it ends with a positive and the two together form a statement that and, and another way to say it is this and here's how I say it when I pray it to the lord which I pray probably a dozen times a day I stepped out on the back porch and did it this evening is I say, Lord, I thank you that you will never lead me into temptation, but you do deliver me from evil. But for the average person who's reading that, does not understand that. No, it's, it's you really again, have to dive Hebrew, in. It's a Hebrew yes. form of prayer, and so 
those are just little jewels that you have to mine out, and that's mm-hmm. why we have pastors and teachers. Exactly. For, we can do the work for you and help you with that. But what it does, it makes that line in that prayer make sense. Mm-hmm. Father, you never, you will never lead us into, into temptation, and but you will. do, and you will deliver us from evil. And so even in terms of what's going on in the world right now, you can pray that, Father, thank you that you don't, you don't lead me into temptation, but you do, and you are, and you have, and you will. You will deliver me. You will rescue me. And that, that brings to question, what about those people that, that know God? Something bad happens to them. And you say, but God, you didn't deliver them from evil. But he did. If, because if something happened and someone passed away, they didn't, they didn't go to hell. They went to heaven. So yeah. they were delivered. They, but a lot of people, they question that. They have... They, have issue with that, yeah. and they think God forsake, forsook them, yeah. and He doesn't forsake us at all. When you read the history of the Bible, when you read it, you know, in terms of the whole book, not just not just spot reading and, and what we call eisegeting, that means yes, taking it a, out a, con- a verse context. out of context. When you read everything, we say around here, context is king. You want to know the historical context before you just start quoting individual scriptures that fit, you know, like if I'm going to go to the gym, you know. You know, I thank God that he gives me the strength, you know, and, and, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's not what that verse means. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different context. But we'll do that. We'll rip verses out of their context. And so knowing Scripture, knowing history is so important. And not everybody can just do that. But you can study. You can learn. But um, when you read through the, the whole of the Bible, you see that there was a lot of pain. There was a lot of suffering. There was a lot of brutality. Um, horrible things have happened. And the, the reason that has happened is that we live in a fallen world. Sure this thing started bad. Started good, and then it turned bad right. when the enemy came in and deceived. And deception and manipulation created a fall. Mm-hmm. And so we live in, the, the terminology we use is we live in a fallen world where there is pain, there is suffering. There are bad diagnoses. Their car wrecks happen, tragedies, airplanes fall from the sky, wars and rumors of war. All these things happen, and they're brutal. The thing is, is that when we lean into God, He gets us through these things. He doesn't always instantly eradicate them, but He gets us through to the other side of them. If He doesn't, and there's a different plan, then we're in the presence of Jesus. Right. We're face to face with exactly. Him. But He gets us through things. The Scripture says in Psalm 23, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for mm-hmm. Thou art with me. Right. And it's this idea that even if it's dark, even if it's bad, even if it's the valley of the shadow of death, God, You're with me, so I will not fear. And it's amazing. You hear stories, you hear missionary stories, you hear stories of people who have been under tremendous persecution and brutality and how there was a peace. There Mm -hmm. was something inside of them that rose up in the face of these horrific acts. And that's not to diminish the pain or the suffering that people go through. So the way I look at that is that in terms of my own life, no matter what happens or comes my way, He's with me. Mm-hmm. No it's matter good. what, it's no good. matter what, he will rescue me one way, or the one other. way or the other. It may be the long game where I have to go through something for a long period of time, or it may be the short game where I see him face to face, but he will deliver. He will rescue. I think that's important to let our listeners know because so many people 
have asked, have really, they thought God um, had, you know, has had left them, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't care about them. Uh, they went through this because of God's judgment on them. That is not God. No, it is that not. Is not God. It is not. It's a fallen world that we live in. Mm-hmm. And, the, and God, in order for God to be love, and the scripture says God is love in First John, he literally is love. The first fruit of the Spirit is love. So it is about love. And yet, if we were just robots running out a program down here, prefabricated, predestined to the point of we really aren't, we're just playing a game or running a computer software program, that would not be love. So God, in order for it to be love, there must be free will and there must be choice. Exactly. And so that means you have the choice to obey him and follow his, his will, his command, his, his purposes, his mm-hmm. ways. But you also have the choice, the freedom to make the wrong choices and to do dark and horrible things. And the enemy leverages our humanity and leverages our flesh to get us to do horrible, heinous things that to the outside we'd say that's like that's animalistic. Mm-hmm. That's not even human. Like what's going on in Israel it, right it's, now. It's mind-bending to it us is. To, it is. to see how a people group can get so off the rails that they lose complete perspective on the value of life Mm -hmm. of all human life so here's the challenge for all of us that as much as we're praying for israel we need to be praying for hamas exactly we need to be praying that god would literally and he is doing this in muslim nations where he is jesus himself is appearing to people and we have testimony after testimony of people who were muslim who came out of that life because Jesus appeared to them, because sometimes that's the only way the good news, the gospel is going to get to them. And we need to be praying for miracles that God will show up, that the armies of God will surround uh, Israel and protect them. And we need to be praying that God will get the good news of the gospel Mm -hmm. to them and they will be born again, saved and redeemed and be in heaven someday. Exactly. There are great stories of great miracles, not only in the Muslim nations, but all around the world, Mm -hmm. of miracles where Jesus supernaturally inserted himself in situations and people's lives were changed. Because he loves everyone. He loves them in spite of them. Yes. And just like he loves me in spite of me. Yeah. It's heavy stuff. It is. It's, It's very heavy. And that is why we want to invite you into prayer with us, not only for Israel, but for spiritual awakening and revival wherever you live, wherever you work, wherever you play. That's your sphere of influence. And so we invite you again, October 15th, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, and it will be live. It will be uh, available after the fact. Uh, The only thing we didn't tell them, it's also on YouTube. So you can find us on YouTube. It'll be the same broadcast on all three of those platforms. And on YouTube, you look up Bridge Church, Fredericksburg, Texas. Make sure you put in Texas because there is a Fredericksburg, Virginia, and a Bridge Church there. Yes. <laughs> so that's happened before. So Bridge Church, Fredericksburg, Texas. We invite you to come, and um, I'll be leading out. We'll have some worship, but it's going to be real low-key intentionally. We have a full band and all that, but for this night, we're going to keep the, the worship more low-key and focus on prayer. And we'll have movements of prayer where it'll be sections where uh, we'll be praying together corporately, and then we'll be also breaking off 
into groups within our church family. And wherever you are, if you're by yourself, you can just continue to pray with us and, and join us. And then or if you're with somebody, you can pray with them as well, both individually and together. So we invite you to do that because we believe that our world is ripe for revival. Exactly. Jesus said it this way. He said that the harvest is already here. The harvest is here. But now pray that God will send laborers into the harvest. And at the end of the day, you're a laborer. I'm a laborer. We are the answer to that prayer, that we are the laborers. We sure are. That means we tell our story, we share our faith, and we invite people to come to know Jesus. So we love you. We're so thankful for you. And speaking of Thanksgiving, I want to share some some cool stuff. So I'm going to start with uh, this is a so Peggy Layden has become just a dear friend of she ours. Sure she is a ray of sunshine. So she writes, I'm not going to read her whole letter, but I'm going to read part of it. She says, Hey guys, that's typical Peggy. <laughs> hey guys, it's better. It is better. Is it better to comment here or on now? She's good. She commented on our on our Substack. And she said this, she said, love you guys, God bless you. During your sabbatical, I asked the Bridge Church prayer team to cover my preparations and delivery of this work. She had just started in Boston, this new big work, and she's happy to share that God answered her prayer, and it couldn't have gone any better. Yay, Jesus, you're too good to us. More fun updates to come your way. I just want to share my leaky bucket. Just love her. God is so cool and all over her and her family. Beautiful. And I just want to say to everybody, we appreciate the outpouring of encouragement, the support that's coming from you. You're the inspiration for living up and down. You're why we do what we do. You are our why. And so here's some some uh, things that, that can be done. First of all, I want to uh, invite you to participate by subscribing to our newsletter. We put it out now every Monday. We were doing it on Sundays. Now we do it on Monday. And you can go uh, to livingupinadownworld.com and you can subscribe. It's simple. It's free. It doesn't cost a dime. You can subscribe and you'll be on our mailing list. So we'll be so we just send out a weekly reminder to let you know when the next show is and uh, just give you a little heads up on what's coming. And uh, and then another thing you can do, and we, we talk about this thing, beautiful thing called value for value. And if what we are doing is bringing and are adding value to your life, if what we're doing means something to you, then you can return the value. And there's one of the ways you can do that is uh, there's opportunity for a PayPal for a donation uh, on livingupinadownworld.com. Or if you listen on uh, Fountain App or Castomatic, any of the podcast 2.0, you can boost. And boosts are just, they're appreciated and just lets us know you're there. And uh, what are really fun are to get boostograms. And so I'm going to share a couple. But here's another, here's some more shout outs and thank yous. First of all, this is from Adam Lacey. Adam Lacey has a YouTube channel and it's called Carnivore Today. And he's, he's just a great guy. He's on the t- carnivore journey. And, but he's also, uh, he says, Hey, Jimmy, listen to a couple of podcast episodes. You guys are great. Looking forward to more Adam Lacey Carnivore Today. And then another guy that I've connected with is Sean White. And his carnivore channel is called, our YouTube channel is called Intentional Carnivore. He has an amazing story of massive weight He's loss. He's lost like 290-something pounds. Uh, I think it, whatever it was, it was, it was close to 200 pounds. No, and I, I thought mean, it was 290. He was in like suicidal depression and all that. And yes. then when he embraced the carnivore journey, it changed his life. And he is full of Jesus. He's excited. And he wrote this, definitely keep doing the podcast. God opened the door for that. Never stop. So many hurting people looking for answers. 
I like the podcast. It's good. And that's from Sean White, the intentional carnivore. I love you, Sean. Good to meet you. And looking forward to getting to know you and spend more time with you. In fact, I'm going to be doing an interview with Adam on his pot on his uh, YouTube channel. Adam Lacey. With Adam Lacey. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, this is from Francis Schaff, or Schaff, Schaff, S-H-A-F-F. Greetings, Jimmy and Annette. Wanted to tell you your podcast is not just going out on the airwaves to a vast nothingness. You are being heard and appreciated. Aww. As a listener, also of No Agenda and Curry and the Keeper, of course, that's Adam and Tina Curry, our dear friends, great podcasts. I've heard this in a couple of places and was hoping you could explain it in a little more detail. So she had a question. Adam often refers to giving up his right to be offended. And then recently I heard you talk about giving up your right to withhold encouragement. Could you elaborate a little bit on what you mean by that? What does that look like and how does someone recognize they do that and how do they change? I so appreciate both of you. I donated via PayPal. Via PayPal, I hope it worked, Francis Shaw. Francis, I did write Francis back and just gave some thoughts on that. But uh, Adam and I, we say this a lot, that we've given up our right to, to, um, to be offended or to stay offended. And basically, that means this. The world will tell you, oh, you have a right to be mad. You have a right to be upset. You have a right to be angry because of what they did to you. But when you give up your right, that means you lay yourself down because you value relationship over your rights. And you realize, you know what? It's not worth it. I don't need the weight on my life. And uh, it's not on me. It's on them. And that they're going to have to deal with it. And so giving up the right to be offended means you just literally lay yourself down. You say, you know what? It's not worth it. And what it does, it keeps you from being tore up, spun up, angry, frustrated, upset. And you can literally forgive people. You know, part of the Lord's Prayer I was talking about a minute ago says this. Um, forgive my sins, forgive my offenses as I forgive those who offend me. And then, uh, so thank you, Francis. Good to hear from you. And then from Ed and Amy Coughlin, they're members of our church, fairly new members. And they wrote, hi, Amy and I were able to listen to number 38 episode while driving back to Texas on Friday. We had already been profoundly impacted by the Teach Us to Pray series, bought the 21 Seconds book, started incorporating it into our devotion time, and sent copies to family members along with a link to the second Sunday sermon video. We look forward to being there on Sunday night. They're coming to prayer night. Oh, good. Thank you for standing in the gap for Israel. You are welcome, Ed and Amy. We also want you to know that your podcast is awesome. This means so much. This is so sweet. Its purpose is clear and very relevant for believers who need to elevate their faith to overcome the increasing adversity in our world, but God. The show is a very value, is, have, has a very valuable benefit of hearing how God is working in you both individually and as a couple in ministry. We know it's hard work and appreciate your devotion and heart for God and the kingdom, Ed and Amy Coughlin. Ed and Amy, thank you so much. That, that just means so much to us and really, really encourages us. Then we have a new review on our website, and this is from Iris. And Iris lives, I believe, in Amsterdam. So listen to this. Uh, in fact, Adam knows Iris I was and say, her husband. He knows just got them. Back from there. Yeah, he he knew, he's. I think her husband has been involved with Adam and and for years, fifteen years. She wrote this. This podcast is very inspiring. It supports me in my development in my newfound faith. Aww. A few times I started to doubt, and then I heard something in this podcast that totally resonated with me and helped me see things in a new light, and I got back on track. Wow. When I saw a new episode had come out this afternoon, I called out, yes, and put it on. <laughs> in short, I love it, and it has given me a lot already. 
I hope many more episodes will follow Iris. Oh, that's beautiful. Is that not just oh, that beautiful? Makes this worth it right here. Iris, we don't there know you, you but we love you already. Yes. You're, you're a friend oh. and you're already family to us. You're our sister in Christ all the way across on the other side <laughs> of the world. And so thank you so much for taking the time to write a beautiful review. And she also wrote a note besides that that I got from her. Just wonderful. So we got some boostograms too. So this, uh, I have to start with the big one here. Of course, this would be from Mr. Adam the Podfather Curry. And it is a what we call a striper set. 77,777 Satoshis. He says, thank you for sharing your Ignite conference experience because we talked about going to the Spark Media Ignite conference. Supporting podcasters with value keeps them motivated. Keeps them motivated, people. <laughs> Boosting is loving. Amen, my brother. Much love to you. We also got a boostogram of 35,313 sats from Iris. And here's her note. Loved your past episodes. You two really helped me with my faith journey. I feel very inspired. And a few times when I prayed after listening to you and to Bill Johnson, who I found through you, I got these really beautiful and helpful insights. I also started listening to your sermons. So thank you both for being real and relatable and inspiring. Greetings from a small village in the north of the Netherlands. Oh, so it's not Amsterdam. Oh, oh, and she even writes this. So definitely not Amsterdam. Oh, how funny. That's beautiful, Iris. I'm telling you, we love you already. We need to come see you. And hug your neck. So thank you for the beautiful, and thank you for the boostogram. Sir Brian with an eye showed back up. Wow. Hey, Sir Brian with an eye. we haven't heard from him in a while. Brother, we love you. And I know you probably thought I ghosted you because my number changed. It's only because we went on sabbatical, so we changed our phone number. That's why you... I did not dish you. It's not personal. <laughs> a lot of people think I dissed them because mm-hmm. we changed our phone numbers, but we had to do that. So he sent a boostogram of 10,000 sats, and he said this, I've always wanted to be a storm chaser too. Remember we talking about being in that yes. storm? Yes. But I'm glad called you, God called you to minister to us instead. But if you ever decide to do sermons by video, let's hit the road. So, all right, brother, if I ever decide to go video... We go chase some you, storms. You could do that. Oh, my god! Did gosh. you hear I said you, not us? You <laughs> could do that. <laughs> oh, I would love that. Awesome. Thank you, Sir Brian. With that, I love you, my friend. Julie Herbert, she just sent a heart emoji and hands raised and a boost of a 1,000 sats. Thank you, Julie. You're a blessing to us. And then we got also some some uh, some boosts, not boostograms, but just boosts from Castomatic from Dave Jackson, who has the School of Podcasting. We got to meet him at the Spark Ignite uh, Conference. Great guy. He's been doing podcasting for almost the same amount of time that Adam has, and he has taught many, many, many people how to do podcasting. So thank you, Dave Jackson. It was a blessing to meet you and get some hang time with you. And then we got another boost from Gilligan, and there's no note with that, just Gilligan. So thank you, Gilligan, for the boost. I don't think I've ever heard of that name other than the TV show. I know, Gilligan's Island. That's the first thought that popped into my head. <laughs> my too. And then one boost from John S. John SBRT. So thank you, John. Thank you to everyone for listening and being a part of this. You know, what we want to leave you with is, is I want to leave you with this verse out of Isaiah chapter 6. The Bible says that, that Isaiah had a vision, and he saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled, filled the, the temple. temple. It's very majestic. It's very uh, glorious and powerful. And it says this, above it stood seraphim. These are like 
creatures, each one had six wings, with two he covered his face, two he covered his feet, with two he flew, and one cried to another. So picture this scene. He saw the Lord sitting on the throne, train of his robe filled the temples, high and lifted up, and then these creatures are over him, and they're singing and saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. Different one, different verse. That's That's out of Revelation. This is out of Isaiah. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And it says this, and the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. Smoke wow. often represented the presence of God. So you can, what a scene uh-huh. is unfolding before Isaiah. So Isaiah, and the first word out of his mouth, he says, so I said, woe. <laughs> wow. Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of, in other words, I have spoken things. I have blasphemed of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. And at the end, what happens is one of these seraphim fly, goes over to this, flies over to this, this pit of coals, hot coals, and with a tongue takes it, touches it it's to Isaiah. Tongue. I know it sounds it's like tongue. sizzle, right? But what he does, he touches it to his mouth and it, to his lips, and it purifies mm-hmm. him. It's all symbolic, obviously. But he purifies him so that now he's clean. It says, he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away, your sin purged. Which is what Jesus did for us. Exactly what Jesus is, such a type and shadow of mm-hmm. Jesus. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And by the way, God continues. That, that call continues to go out. And this is the call that we're answering right now. We want to invite you to answer this call. Follow the call. Whom shall I send and who will go for us? That's going out to us. And that's why we're saying yes, Lord, to revival. We're willing to be an epicenter. We're willing to, to host and contend for revival. Then I said, and this is what we want you to say, here am I, send Send me. me. And that's going to be really the crux of our prayers. We're going to be crying out to God, here we are, send us. Use us, use us. send us us. where we go, where Mm -hmm. we live, where we work, where we play. And then he said, go and tell this people. Go and tell. Which is Matthew 28. It's the Great Commission. Go and tell. Go therefore and tell. Go tell your story. Mm -hmm. Go tell your your good news story. Family, we love you guys. We hope you will have an amazing week. It's been a pleasure to be here today and hang out with you guys. Hey, we love you. Keep living up in a down world. Keep your buckets overflowing. Have an amazing week on purpose. God bless.